Welcome back to another episode of the Potluck Club, a show from Singapore Community Radio exploring stories of local creators, entre- entrepreneurs, and the ideas they're cooking. Why am I so nervous today? Oh my god. Okay, so today I'm personally very excited about this week's guest. So with me is the team behind Not Safe for TV, the brainchild of the local video content agency, The Hummingbird Co. Um, NSFTV is an online visual magazine showcasing experimental video content that has been pushing the boundaries of storytelling and filmmaking. Through micro-documentaries, short films and web series, they have been provoking conversations by going into urban social issues that are typically shied away from mainstream media. So to me, they are a team of storytellers who have chosen not to take the easy path and to instead continuously push the envelope on the types of conversation we should be having. So they're also full of surprises and I think they do banger works with every series they put out. So with me today is Hoya, Ben and Jerry. <laughs> Hi guys, how are you guys doing? Hello. Hi. Hi. Thank you for the introduction. Yeah. No worries. How has it, how's your day been? Um, it's been okay. <laughs> I think we're glad to like step out of the office. For once, mm, it's the yeah. COVID fever, cabin fever yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's really nice to come out and chill and talk to you guys. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yay! I'm excited to have you guys. And it was also really awkward because three of you were staring at me yeah. when I was <laughs> <laughs> doing this. <laughs> that was a great. That was yeah. a great like interview though. That was. Oh, so encouraging. Yeah, you yeah. nailed it. Thank so we don't have to do it ourselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Amazing. Yeah, exactly. yeah, I'll lay in the clip. You can just uh, play it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> play for client pictures, yeah, right? Yeah. Just <laughs> click play. <laughs> Accredited. Okay. You guys want to introduce yourself? Like, what do you do at NSF TV? Okay, I'll go first. Uh, I'm Hoya. I am the executive producer. Um, so I handle mostly like the production stuff, but I'm also a creative lah. So mm. we're a very small team. So we usually double up the roles. Mm. Yeah. Hi, I'm Ben. I am like the creative lead, but I'm also like in charge of post production. Right. Yeah. So like Hoya, we double up. I see. Roles. Yeah. Uh, I'm Jarrell, but uh, everyone here calls me Jerry. Uh, I'm the brand strategist for Not Safe for TV. So I oversee more of uh, social media management. Uh, brand development as, as well as a bit of partnerships mm, Okay, so before we go into NSFTV, right Tell me a bit about yourself Like what led you guys to doing what you are doing today? Like how we met each other? Or? You could, you could do <laughs> that Or why you become filmmakers That sounds really fun, okay, exciting Like okay. some juice Actually, you, what, what, what do you all think? Actually, none of us actually planned the path to be like filmmakers, right? Mm. Yeah. yeah, none of us actually not, All of us kind of like stumbled into this I'm actually like... um. A theatre practitioner as well oh. And then like I went to Wikimwe And that's where I met Ben and Jerry mm-hmm. And <laughs> we, we kind of um, decided to do film from there So Ben and I are actually um, schoolmates And we did like our final year project together That's how we met And we met Jerry in the school theatre play Where we <laughs> yes, casted in him In 2015 <laughs> yeah, wow. yeah. A long time ago yeah. yeah And Jerry came on board because we had uh, I think after we After the whole We decided to start a channel and all that I had lunch with Jerry just to catch up After he came back from like the US mm. And then he told me he was working um, oh, Yeah, <laughs> at the time I was working at uh, Hilogen Foundation Which is a youth development organisation right. But I mean, uh, over there I was doing a bit more of like digital marketing, mm. a bit of branding stuff as well. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, she was just sharing a bit of the project. And then after she asked me if yeah. I was willing to uh, jump on board. It was literally like, like yeah. we need this guy, okay, yeah. and, and let's go. <laughs> why, why, why him? I don't know. We, I, I, we were already friends. So, mm. like, we usually work with people that uh, we trust more than anything. And, like, people that, um, yeah, so... Jerry's a great guy, so best best oh, investment thanks. ever. Yeah, thanks. Ben yeah. said the best decision I've made for the channel is getting uh, Jerry on board. Yeah. Oh, that's reassuring. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Good to know. How, how do you guys come up with this idea then? 
so basically when uh, me and Huey graduated, uh, we had this idea to do a, a web series lah. Mm. So it was called One Thing. So mm. it's actually on the channel already. Uh, and that was, was really the foundation of like everything. So uh, we were talking about it and then we were talking about where we wanted to see it go and to start a channel and everything. Maybe a channel would be a good idea. Mm. So we thought like, okay lah, try lah. So we went to pitch around and uh, we pitched to this company called The Hummingbird. Mm. And then they took us in right. to do the channel. And like her said, she brought in Jarrell to really make it a channel. If not, it would just be too um, creative. <laughs> Trying to make things happen. Yeah, speaking yeah, of the exactly. ass, like, basically. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, so, uh, so we basically worked on it and uh, uh, created a channel based on the values, I guess, from one take. Mm. Yeah. And I guess like one take was also very reflective of where we were at in our lives as well, because we literally just graduated, mm. and we were talking about like where we want to go from there, and looking back, at, looking back at like what we've done so far, and that kind of like bled into the stories as well. Mm. Yeah. Did and the technique come first or the stories? Because mm. it's a very technique-heavy series, right? I think, so how me and Huya work is she come with the story, then I come in with the uh, technique stuff. Right, right. So same time lah. <laughs> yeah. Convenient story, yeah. <laughs> 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 right, right. Okay, so you know how I just Google like NSFTV and the About Us page basically says you're an online visual magazine showcasing experimental video context. Like, unpack that for me, please. Like, it's just a lot of words. <laughs> Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, online visual magazine, I guess because uh, I, I think it came off the idea of looking at um, other overseas video channels mm. uh, like, you know, ID, Nowness, and even Etel from, from mm. China. Yeah, and <clears throat> the whole idea of how, like, uh, for each of their videos, the visual language in itself is really strong. Mm. And I think we wanted to have that communicate a sort of feeling where, um, you know, someone could come. You know, it's really like browsing a magazine, not literally, mm. right? That you can see that range of uh, visual language that uh, that range of different types of video video approaches mm. yeah and how like um like like basically like what we were saying right like the filmmaking always supports the storytelling right and i think that uh, just um showcasing that diversity was something that we wanted to do as well which mm. is why we uh try not to shove ourselves into like you know purely doing fictional content or like non-fictional content you know mm. and a certain type of issue but we try to sort of keep it open in that way right. yeah and then of course experimental video content is something that we always uh, try to push for lah, right? So I mean, uh, whether is it you know story first or approach first, right? Uh, we sort of try to push the boundaries of that as much as possible, so that we can support, I guess, the the substance mm. of of what um, that video is. Right. Yeah. yeah. How has that process been? Because even though there's a lot of content channels in Singapore, when you guys first came out, I thought it was really fresh, um, and I think consistently you have de- delivered like a very a constant visual and a constant quality to it like how has that journey been has it been difficult do you guys get enough support along the way mm. oh thank you for saying that <laughs> that's yeah, very kind you. of you I'm full of phrases today yeah guys. that's why I was like wow uh, yeah actually like what Jerry mentioned like the idea of like experimenting right is such a like key um, value in like what we do so that really helps us a lot because mm. it um, when we talk about like uh, the format we are constantly pushing ourselves to think of like how else can we tell stories you know mm. besides the usual um, you know traditional way of like filmmaking for example yeah so we really tr- that, that really pushes us creatively la. in terms of like the issues that we talk about as well when you think of experimental you're basically talking about how um, how you can start conversations la, basically yeah so that's kind of how we've been that's kind of like the process mm. yeah where we mm, go forward mm, with yeah. has yeah. it been difficult like did you guys meet any uh, disagreement or was it generally very supportive along along the way 
disagreement between us or like <laughs> yeah. anyway, I think it's the best Hollywood. Yeah, he gave it away. He gave I it away. Yeah. I try. I try my best. Ben, you are. No lah, never disagree. And always, always. Oh really? Yeah, really. No lah. I think internally, like there will always be disagreements, but one thing that the two of us kind of agree on and it's a very hard lesson to learn is like we put um, human over work like that's literally something mm. we talk about all mm. the time like um, eventually you know yeah work is work but what's more important is how we treat people how we treat each other so that's kind of it sounds really really cheesy but honestly it's so important when you mm. work with your close friends yeah. yeah it's something I'm sure you understand yeah it's something that you really have to try We, it was a very hard lesson to learn uh. yeah in terms of externally We've been very overwhelmed by the support actually because we didn't when we first came out with one take and NSFTV we didn't even know like we had like 200 followers on Instagram yeah. and like Facebook was like I didn't even know how many yeah. like a few hundred as yeah. well and like it kind of just exploded from there so we were very surprised and but I mean it also showed us that like um that there is a space for this sort of content mm. you know yeah so we've kind of been holding on to that mm. and if I could just I know I'm talking very long just one more thing go for it um, like when we when we talk about external collaborators I think we always talk about like finding your tribe as well so when you talk about support um, it's really about finding people who want to come on board this project with you yeah it may not really be for everybody mm. because you know yeah so it's about finding people who want to support that lah. and thankfully we actually have yeah but it's not easy lah, but mm. yeah we have Right. Since you talked about like surprising reception so far, has there been any any one feedback that it really I guess was really memorable for you guys or just kinda inspired you? Feedback. Or generally how people reacted to your videos. <clears throat> was there anything unexpected in that? Everything. <laughs> yeah. I think because when we went to it like like the experimental mm. value, right? Like you were saying about how like the creative process is for experimental and stuff. Uh I think that's the scary and the fun part. Because you want to do mm. But then you don't know Whether people want to watch mm. So mm. It was Encouraging lah Like to have people Actually think that Oh your idea was not bad Like hey actually Quite good lah So I, I, I really do, Cannot think of one Good I, example I think not one Specific one yeah. But like I think how much people Were invested into the characters And mm. into the stories I think that was definitely Something that was very um, Whoa Yeah like people would be like I'm uh, I'm team I'm team this character or like I can't believe this person did this thing to the f- I'm like wow that so was cute. yeah that was super <laughs> overwhelming for us I think mm. yeah. yeah yeah I think something that we've always like uh, I guess held on to is uh, in terms of our interactions with our audience and things like that is that like uh, somehow like through the stories that we tell and as we keep it relatable like people feel seen mm. and I think that that's probably the most important thing I think if we want to really sum up you know like just the general reception that we've received all this time it's like a lot of the DMs that we get it's like wow thank you for saying this because like mm. it, it sort of speaks to me on a deeper level it's about like issues or just I guess like something some emotions that I, I like uh, that our audience has been feeling yeah. or that particular individu- individual has been feeling that um, they know they were not able to articulate themselves right so it's it's sort of like a like I guess okay I don't want to oversell ourselves lah, but I, I think for the lack of a better way to put it I think it's about like using videos to sort of give language to, to people you know in a way that like I think um, you know written stuff would, uh, would naturally not be able to all mm. the time yeah so I think that's something that we um, yeah I guess we just try to go for all the time lah. and I mean with the experimental bit uh, I would also say that like it doesn't always work. It's always it's it's a hit or miss, lah. Yeah. You know, sometimes if we, you know, sometimes we know that you know with experimental, also it means that uh, it's out of the norm. You know, it's something that 
it's not normally seen people may not be comfortable with it mm. you know all the time you know I think it's just a risk that we are willing to take all. and mm. I think that as we continue to refine that I think that we are finding new ways to speak to people as well mm. yeah yeah so on that because I, I do notice that your the topics you cover are quite varied and it's really quite diverse right so how do you guys come about deciding what to talk about next yeah that's a question we get all the time I'm sure yeah <laughs> we we tried this thing where like we, we came together and we're like okay let's list down all the urban social issues that we want to talk about and it honestly didn't work lah. it was very yeah so that didn't work and it, we decided that we should just be organic about it you know react to the things that we care about um, but obviously we realised very quickly that the three of us uh, you know, just of a certain people. yeah, I just teach people we are of a certain social class, we are of a certain um, you know, we privilege, and so we started reaching out to um, our audiences actually. Mm. So it's something that we've been trying to do a lot, where we get um, what what are the stories they want to hear. Yeah, in fact, we did one recently. You want to talk about it? Alexis? Yeah, uh, actually, it's something that Ben uh, directed, wrote and directed and edited. Mm. And coloured, <laughs> yeah, basically everything lah. <laughs> yeah, uh, but, but but I think that the, I guess the start point for that, and I guess Ben can share more after this. It's, mm. uh, yeah, like what, what like what Hui said is that uh, we realised that at the end of the day, you know, we sort of uh, you know, from similar backgrounds, like, right, from the same school, uh, and all that kind of things, right, mm. and that there are certain stories that obviously exist outside of, of our bubble, mm. right. If you want to talk about being relatable, um, uh, I guess helping people to feel represented, you know, giving language to. Um, you know the young people of uh, of this city, and I guess like it it uh, it has to go beyond just our own experience. Yeah, and I think that at the end of the day, I think that's what we wanted to convey. Law. So I think we've been trying to um, sort of push the boundaries of uh, audience interaction uh, over the over the like I think uh, really like for the bulk of this year. Yeah, even through like. Um, you know, asking our audiences what they think on Instagram stories, like small things like that. You know, mm. to use social media really for what it's best for, like, which is to create conversation. Yeah, rather than for like, you know, like cancel culture, just to like, you know, uh, throw mm. hate around. You know, that kind of thing. And I think that, uh, yeah, I think that's something that we just constantly try to do. Lo. And with the latest series, I think, um, yeah, it's about um, taking our audiences or followers' stories. You know, and interpreting that uh, in a way which uh, is both universal and relevant. La. Yeah. Mm. Mm, I guess to give some context, right? So the the series that we're talking about is long story short, and we are midway through the series, lah. So what we did was we sent out a call for stories, and then the stories came in, and then we read all the heartwarming, heartbreaking stories, and we sort of had to make the hard decision of choosing mm. the the so-called best stories, lah. Five, yeah. right? Yeah, the five best stories. Yeah, and uh, I think it was a so. <clears throat> So, so I had to write direct and everything, right? I think it was definitely a challenge. So like what they were saying about uh, being from a certain uh, demographic. Yeah. Uh, so I I realized that the bubble that we live in is pretty small, mm. I guess. Yeah. And um, it was important to talk to people who actually went through those. So even like our followers, they had a certain experience. Mm. Like what more, what other stories can we get from the people around us? Yeah, so mm. just really like researching and talking to people and uh, even like working with the, the cast and how their own experiences play a part in the, the stories themselves. Right. Yeah, Yeah, because actually one of the things I wanted to ask you guys is I think it's very easy for people in this DNA to jump on bandwagon to talk about certain mm. issues to represent certain minorities because that's what everyone is trying to talk about now, right? So how do you guys ensure that your stories are authentic in that sense? Yeah, yeah. that's something we talk about all the time. Like, mm. when does it get to a point where it becomes like exploitative, right? Mm. Essentially, yeah. Um, I think the first thing is always research. Yeah, we may not know. Uh, we may not have lived through the story, but 
to keep it authentic is really about research um, based on not only just uh, stories, you know, hearing real life stories, but like um, literally academic research. Yeah. So like when we did like um, National Day, the 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 story this year about um, an interracial couple. Mm. We like it was a really long process of research. We inter- I interviewed like professors and like um talk to like many yeah it, so yes research yeah. Yeah. I used to think that Hoya overdid it because she has this thing of like emailing like <laughs> academic oh professors God. people from like NTU and US and asking them for chats and stuff yeah. and I was like is that really like because <laughs> I mean it takes a lot of time right and like yeah. we need to get stuff out yeah but I think that's something that she carries really well is just that that sense of balance uh, and that mm. sense of like like um, I guess um, prescribing value to the stories that um, that we want to tell yeah, and that and that if we really wanna like take this seriously and say that, you know, we're talking about social issues, you know, we wanna I, I guess, um sort of like you know, the whole like artist like whole mirror to society kind of thing, then uh we need to do it well. Yeah, yeah. I think that's something that um yeah, I mean she definitely pioneered in our team now. I think we've definitely learned from yeah. her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think like because it's so like we talk about it all the time, like the scariest thing is when the people who have actually lived through those stories like watch, you know. Yeah. Is it true to them? Like that's always the scary part. When we did like our series of like COVID content alone, <laughs> yeah, as in like stories about COVID, we did one where um, we talked about we talked to people who have had loved ones pass away from mm. COVID, right? And that was the scariest project we've ever done, I think, because it's you know it's literally yeah. someone's stories, yeah. And then when we did one take and uh, when we were writing Claire's story, oh no, or even yeah, Literally, or the girls, yeah. yeah. And we were reading. Uh, so for Claire, her subplot was that um, people were taking uh, nude photos of her, lah, right? Mm. And and we went to read up like um, the things that people would say. Ba- on basically, we went to Hardware Zone, lah. Yeah. So and, right. and Ben was oh. like, "No, you have to read it and like see for yourself." And it, it was so shocking. So, mm. but it it made Much the story. Real, yeah, it made the story yeah. even more real for for me, lah. Yeah. Which is really nice because I, I think something that we at SGCR we were talking and observing is that there seems to be a shift in the types of Singaporean stories that's being told. So from the era of 12 stories or even like Singapore Dreaming, it was always very poignant, very quiet, subtle way of Singaporean um, personification, right? Whereas then we sort of transited into this very loud, in-your-face family values. I won't name names, but y'all know <laughs> what shows I'm talking about, but... Yeah, which is why I think when NSF TV came out, I realised you guys had this, the same level of poignancy. Like, you, you gave a layer of air for people to really discover the types of stories you're trying to see. So, like, the girls series, I really love it. Because you were talking about class differences, you are talking about, like, all these different stories, but it wasn't very in your face, which is really nice. That. So, dude, I know you guys are looking at me very appreciative. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, so I just wonder, like, it's... it's is this something you guys are consciously trying to push against as well? Like, you know the types of Singaporean stories that's available out there and giving a bit more of that authentic, relatable angle to it. Definitely, yeah. I mm. think this is like very, very forefront of what when we choose ideas and how we execute them. It's basically uh, film studies 101, right? <laughs> Show, don't tell. So right. that's, I, think, I think that sum- sort of summarizes the essence of it. Like, uh, we don't want to just say or like tell people like you should do this or mm. it should be like that it should be you watch it and then you think mm. oh yeah actually how is it like in real life and how should we be acting yeah mm. do you guys hope that will influence where Singapore TV is going because I feel there's a little bit of a stigma to it right now because it's just so not relatable like I don't know this auntie uh, any auntie <laughs> that talks like that <laughs> uh, no no comment <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay don't tell me you're in that <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, fine. <laughs> On long story short, right? Because you guys say you have a lot of submission, probably. And how do mm. you get to choosing the five? Wow. Uh, it was really hard. Yeah, it was really hard. Because yeah. uh, I know it's cheesy, but they were all pretty good. Like, and I, mm. there were a lot of stories that we didn't expect. Like, we didn't think that these kind of stories would even exist in Singapore. And then stuff like that it just popped up in our DMs. Mm. So it was hard to choose the ones that would work best as a package also and also the ones that we felt were most meaningful and the most mm. important to tell. So ultimately, we kind of uh, narrowed it down to the types of like um, themes and uh, issues that we were talking about. Mm. So like, like what you said about uh, telling, like talking about issues without being too preachy. Mm. Yeah, so like for example, the recent one was about friendship and it's not a very like, it's not a big social issue. Mm. It's not like it's a problem. But it's just these small little things that we don't really realize, we don't really notice yeah. that we want to like sort of emphasize also lah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very. Is there any topics you guys feel you're not ready to cover at this point? Mm. Politics. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> Is it just it's an I, area that's a bit I think iffy? like I think it's not so much like iffy or like um it was more like when when like um GE happened, right? I remember the two of us like, should we be doing this? Mm. Should everyone sh- everyone's mm. talking about GE, should we do it? And then like we we try, we brainstormed and stuff, but then we realized that we had like we personally did not have anything to add to the current um conversation already because mm. yeah, and it's not that we, we have anything good to say, but everything that needs to be said is already being said and yeah. So I think that's kind of we didn't want to, yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah, I think that with the whole, I guess yeah, G is the most recent <laughs> thing, right? Just a couple of months back. Um, I think that we were also aware that with a name like not safe for TV, mm. there will be a certain expectation of where, you know, your political stance mm. would be. And I'm not saying that you know we are leaning towards a certain way or not, but I think that like we were very aware of that. And also like I think the key question is that like what can we actually add to the conversation, right? Mm. Because I think. I think even like the elections changed a lot of things for us as a as a as a country, especially on social media, mm. and I guess they're just the kind of things that were being said, you know, and thrown about from both sides. Um, yeah, so I think like at the end of the day, we, I, I think we are very aware that with a lot of these issues, like uh, this, it's not black and white. Mm. It's a lot of grey areas and stuff, like that, and we try to tread the line as much as possible, lah. So with uh, with politics, I guess as a as a as the topic that we're talking about right now, I think that it's. Um, yeah, I think that we were just trying to pinpoint what that grey area was and I guess uh, the quiet questions they wanted to ask and we just felt like there was something that um, you know, wasn't wasn't needed like, at that point of time, right? If not, then like we said earlier, it would have felt exploitative. And I feel like mm. people nowadays can tell yeah. when you're talking about something just for the sake of it, just because you want to be hurt or uh, just because you don't want to lose out in that sense. And we feel like, you know, if there's nothing, there's no value you can add to the conversation, then we would rather not in mm. that sense, yeah. yeah. Mm. And earlier, I think you guys talked about pushing boundaries by invoking conversations on certain topics, right? So has there been any like uh, reception in that sense where you really see, you know, the the point of all the the point of conversation about certain issues stem from your video itself or anything like that? Um, yeah, actually, we can talk about the one that from when we first started. We actually did this documentary called. Um, Van Gogh is uh, Van Gogh is a bipolar. Yeah, that's Sorry. the name of the show. Mm. Yeah, yeah. We did this docu- very short documentary, um, and and it was about this um guy in the Philippines, and he has bipolar disorder, and he started a restaurant where uh he doesn't believe in medicine. He says eat the eat the food that I cook, and mm. it will heal you. And I remember that was the very first like. T- 
time when we saw like in the comments people were like debating about mental health and people mm. debating about what's the right thing to do so that was the first kind of like game nice. for me like that you know people are talking about it and mm. yeah but mental health is no longer like a taboo subject yeah 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 i think that like i remember there was one thing that the profile said which was that like uh i am the craziest person in the world something like that oh, yeah, yeah and and i mean i mean it established quite early on that like he had he had he was diagnosed with bipolar disorder like 12 years ago lah so i think like a lot of the commenters were saying that like he actually like there is this negative association between bipolar and crazy and that we shouldn't be calling people who have bipolar as mm. crazy right and i think that like um yeah so i think that's something that we we sort of i mean that being the very very first non-fiction documentary piece that we put out we were like oh my god how do you reply like how, yeah. how like how do you handle this right and i think we we spent like an hour racking our brains in the office trying to figure out how to just craft a single paragraph or reply to to yeah. sort of put a statement on that yeah i think that it goes back to what ben said which is that um yeah it's it's always human first and then issues right you always focus on and that's something that we had to learn over and over again that if this is that person's story right if that's Jethro who was the profile if that's Jethro's story mm. then uh, then our duty is to tell it right based on his perspective and from there that the conversations that come uh, you know that you know it, we are okay with it you know because at the end of the day you cannot invalidate someone's personal experience mm. right and I think that that's something that like we've had to learn lah. Mm. Yeah. Right. so are there any personal favourites from you guys from the work that you've done <laughs> you know it's like asking you to choose your favourite child <laughs> <laughs> I should ask Jerry. Jerry is yeah, like, oh, the always he's like yeah. yeah. He's the most objective. Because we are the ones that make, and then he yeah. like uh, Jerry your one. I I'm very excited to hear this actually. Yes. Uh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow, now, now I feel obliged to pick something you guys did. <laughs> no, <really. laughs> no Okay, I'm personally a fan of uh, documentaries lah. Actually, mm. when I was in school, I I I did that as well. Um, for my final year project, but after that, I decided to move away from the very intense production film stuff <laughs> and look at more of the like the uh, a bit more of the business side of things. Um, yeah, but I think my my favorite one so far has actually been uh, from the Living in Sin series. Uh, the the one the the feature that we did on Samantha Low, mm. uh, or otherwise known by the media as Sticker Lady lah. And I felt that like actually I remember when I first watched it. Um, like we watched one of the cuts, and I think that like I was really. Like was like it really shocked me in a sense because it uh sort of gave a much more empathetic uh more human more personal uh authentic take mm. on like on her life story and I guess like more than just like the incident that happened eight years ago where you know she got arrested for vandalism everyone knows that right it's how like her uh them as a person you know um having like grown through that process and what what you know the media painted of of them you know I feel like that's uh, yeah, I felt that it was just a really balanced mm. uh, and like powerful, intimate look at their life. You know, I think that that's something that like stuck with me as well, lah. Mm. Yeah. That was directed by uh, a very good friend, Amelia Tan. Let's give her a shout out. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Amelia. <laughs> shout out to Amelia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think actually just to add, right? Because I I really feel like that uh, that video, that Sam Sam Lo video, was really like uh, is the. I won't, how, do you, how do you say it? like a personification not really but uh, yeah, it essentially has the values that we want to put as a channel uh, mm. and want to have as a channel where we tell the person's story we're not saying that mm. uh, what was right what was right for her to do what was the right thing to say about her what was the right thing that she should have done after and all those stuff it's mm. really just this is a story it's real to her and we don't know the story so now you know the story so go and think uh, go mm. and talk uh, mm. yeah mm. Shout out as Kilo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and, and I think like 
the conversations that came out of that were quite powerful because mm. like when you look at a person's story like the the reception range from you know like LGBT issues right because I mean we obviously featured them with uh, their fiance right in, in, in their home uh, you know and it wasn't like a very like hard approach to it mm. right and other people were picking up things about censorship other people were thinking about talking about the value of street art you know in this current in these current times yeah so I feel like you know when you really go into like someone's like personal stories in their in their background I feel like it it's so much more powerful la, in that sense because it's not mm. just like we feel this and then come and tell us what you think you know but like it's hey this person experienced this so like let's talk about it yeah mm. and I feel like I, and it just I, I guess it just goes to uh, show like I guess just the uh, multifaceted uh, way that we are wired as humans and how yeah there's no singular um, black and white way mm. of looking at us la. yeah Mm. And can I just say props to STB for working with us on that? Because you wouldn't expect, mm-hmm. to be honest, mm-hmm. uh, a government agency <laughs> to be so okay with like all oh, these LGBT yeah. issues and the, mm. the grey areas uh, of life. Yeah. Mm. So shout out STB. Shout out. <laughs> 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 shout out <laughs> what about you guys? Like, um, personal favorite. I think I think one take will always be very special. <laughs> mm. Um, but this year, I think one of the most meaningful projects that I got to work on was the one I actually just mentioned, where we interviewed. It's called um. Oh, I don't remember the title. It's horrible titles. The COVID one. Uh, take back. No, no. the one oh. about the three of them. What's the title? I couldn't say oh, goodbye. Yeah. I the do one not, that oh, yeah. I do not know how to say goodbye. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was called I do not know how to say goodbye, and we yeah. interviewed three profiles from um, different parts of the world and yeah what I mentioned they they, they, la- they lost someone to COVID la, and mm. that experience and what it's like to go through the grief uh, that was something yeah really me- meaningful so that was special for me la. and also because we got to try animation like so that was fun yeah then <laughs> oh my turn yeah. uh, wow this is very tough um, like what Huya said I think one thing will definitely have a special place in my heart but it's always important to like look low ahead, right? Don't, don't look back. So uh, <laughs> I would say that actually it's an episode of Long Story Short that isn't out yet. Mm. Yeah. So stay tuned. <laughs> I know yeah. you want to yeah. explain in a non-spoiler way why. It depends on when the podcast is coming out as well, yeah, right? Oh, yeah. so that's actually will come up in... November, early November. Oh yeah, it will be out. Okay. <laughs> it's coming out next week. So oh. <laughs> okay, so it will be out. It's been gonna talk. Okay, been talk. Why ah? Uh? I won't share. Don't worry. I won't tell people. I'm not gonna post <laughs> on social media. NSFTV be listening. But this, but this one's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think, I think cause like what I know this is them cheesy, but like what we were saying about how like our stories like it's a, a bit annoying to keep telling our stories, and mm. I thought it was important to tell our followers stories that and do not. Do not uh, live in this bubble of uh, of privilege, I guess. Mm. Yeah. So uh, the weird thing is that even with this mindset, I still have a lot of me in in it, and mm-hmm. at the same time, I came from like a personal place, lah. Right. Yeah. Even though even though the stories, the origins of stories really came from the alphas. Yeah. So I guess, and yeah, I guess it's. I guess yeah. But I think that's like the really cool part yeah. about like talking to people because um you find yourselves relating to stories, you know, that from a complete stranger. And mm. that's something that we talk about a lot. Like how, you know, these people may be strangers but you, you're gonna be able to find so many commonalities to empathize with. Mm. So that was something I think mm. we realized when we read those stories as well. Mm. Mm. Oh plus I'm using a song by 
Plain Sunset. So I love Plain Sunset. Shout out to Plain Sunset. Okay, I'm gonna put a credit list at the end. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Ben and I were like saying that like, well, at least we managed to get Plain Sunset. On yeah. like on mm. on NSF TV and like yeah. that in itself is an achievement. Mm. Yeah. Can retire now. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting one and a half years. To really, to yes. finally. How has the process been working with them? Was oh, it difficult? Really super easy. Super chill. Text them. Right? Okay, can can. Okay, thank you. All good. So cool. Awesome, awesome. Okay, I'll look forward to that. Sounds really fun. Okay, so like I know you guys work with a lot of different filmmakers um, for different series, right? How do you decide who works on what? How do you guys decide mm. who's the right fit? Honestly, it's a very like production thing lah. Like mm. it's really like timeline. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really timeline and like uh, actually it's really just that. There's no like there's no big like uh, mm. yeah. I mean besides obviously the production stuff, we always look at like interest lah definitely. Mm. And like if you are the one that pitched the project, then obviously you feel for it. That's why all the more you should direct it. But if not, if it's like the case where you have to assign, it's really just timeline and like resources. Right, right, yeah, right, it's right. fun. Yeah. And I guess it's also trusting. Mm. yeah, mm. and even if they are not the most tested out, it's still important to uh, give people chances uh, and like know that you know mm. we're all we're all we're all learning together uh, yeah. yeah. And after all, you guys did this right out of school as exactly, well, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Passing it forward, which is really nice. Yeah. Mm. Okay, so and I realized that animation is has been a thing for you guys recently. Is that something you are moving more towards? Does that give you a bit more freedom in terms of storytelling? Mm, we have like four pillars So our original content uh, And then we have our documentary Original narrative Original yeah. narrative Like series yeah. You know like Netflix originals mm. yeah. originals yeah. yeah Sorry so I just gave you away <laughs> <laughs> But that's alright I mean Yeah So our narrative series And then we have the visual art series uh, Visual art pillar So that's where our animations And all that come on board lah. And then we have our documentary pillar as well Did I say four? Is there one more? Yeah, yeah. Oh yes, and our specials. So uh, that's like when you when we try formats that are completely um out of the out of the box lah. Yeah. Mm. So it's not really like we're moving in one direction. It's just that we're trying different things. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think the strength of animation is that like it gets to uh I I guess like 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 you said it gets to tell certain stories and I guess allow people to relive it. Uh, in a way that a regular documentary may not be able to, yeah, and I think like um that's that's something that we sort of try to do like right. So I mean even um you know on 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 one end of course you have more metaphorical animations that are more mood based. Mm. You know it uh, sort of unpacks the feelings and emotions of a person, which I mean like Huya did a really good job on uh, with I do not uh, know how to say goodbye the COVID nineteen uh, special, yeah, and then of course there are other stuff that we've done for example like the Best Nights um, series that we put out recently mm. uh, yeah and just people essentially just telling um, stories of like Best Nights or I guess just iconic nights that they've experienced mm. right things that matter to them uh, yeah and I, I and I mean of course you know if you just put someone in front of a camera and just tell that story and then get a bit of emotive uh, b-roll into it, it I, we feel like it wasn't as effective as you know really um, animating that you know putting that uh, to picture you know and sort of bring audiences deeper into what that journey actually looked like what it felt like yeah and I and I guess just uh, reliving that together with the profile so we thought that that was a really uh, interesting way to go about with it another one that we did um, was the Akong documentary that we did for the Living in Sin series and I think that was probably our first ever time going mm. to animation mm. yeah and I I mean like and that that documentary was really interesting as well because we were doing 
uh, quite a bit of research into that whole, um, you know, the whole Akong triad. You know, once the world's largest drug syndicate yeah. that uh, started off from Singapore. Yeah, and and I mean, of course, with a story like that, you know, you don't have much visuals to play with <laughs> as well. So we thought that, um, you know, the animation was able to bridge it. You know, paint, uh, you know, the city in a certain way, uh, paint. These profiles or these characters in a certain way, as well as to transport viewers from, you know, from Singapore all the way to Amsterdam, you know, things like that. And we thought that it was it gave us quite a bit of room to play around with. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, like when we think about format, we think about what is it about this format that cannot be replicated in anything anything else. So the cool part about animation is that literally anything can happen in animation. Mm. So we really went with that, lah. Yeah. Mm. But it also takes a lot more effort to do animation, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And I think NSF TV right now, even though you guys are really popular, I think you have a good following. I would say it's still considered quite niche. It's not mainstream yet, right? So would there be a point where you would consider going a bit more mainstream and then perhaps dulling down on your artistic expression or picking topics that are a bit less controversial? Like, would... Would that even cross your mind? <laughs> I, I hope not, lah. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. I think then that would be a sad time mm. for not safe for TV. Mm. Yeah. So in that parallel track, right? Because you guys work with STV a lot, mm-hmm. right? I usually see STV logo at the back <laughs> of the video. Like, has that has that has that influenced the story in any way? Because I think a lot of people, especially creators in Singapore, have, have this stigma that if you work with a government, you don't get full creative control. Because you always have to work within their narrative, like resilience, strength, mm. and all that, right? So, has that affected you guys in the stories you want to tell? I think, like what we previously mentioned, like it's really like finding your tribe. So, whether or not it's government agencies mm. or like private organizations, I'm sure there will be a lot of private organizations who will not be comfortable with the things that we're talking about as well. So, I think it's about finding those organizations who are supportive of what we're trying to do, mm. and and yeah. So, I think. I hope that answers the question. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I think sure. what we, like, I guess, how we go about with it is uh, that we're not really exactly like subverting the uh, government narrative, you know, mm-hmm. that uh, is, is that normally people perceive or is being painted out there. Mm. Uh, I think it's, I, I think the way we see it's more of that we're adding a layer to it. Yeah, like I mean, you, I, I don't think that you could really see like, for example, living in sin content. Uh, you know, talking about the you know Akong, talking about like uh, illegal motorsports in yeah. Singapore, uh, underground hip hop. You know, um, you know on you you can't really envision it on on STV's channels, I guess. But I think that's the role that Not Safe TV plays, which is that it is an additional outlet. You know, with every mainstream um, media thing, right, that is being pushed out, whether it's video, music, or anything. There's always and there's always an alternative genre. You know, and I think that alternative genres, you know, with uh, music, politics, anything, right? It speaks to a different uh, group of people, mm. and it speaks to them in a different way. Helps them to feel known in a in a different way that you know mainstream outlets would not be able to do. Yeah, so I think that's sort of uh, yeah. I guess to shift to veer away from that would um, I guess sort of go against the core of what NSFTV is, lah. Mm. Yeah, in that sense. So I think we sort of try to. Um, yeah, just go down that path, and I think that um, in a way, it's just really honoring the stories that we want to tell, especially the people that we feature, lah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I think it's very commendable because you guys have a very clear idea of who you are and the types of story you want to tell as a filmmaker. At a broader level, right? What do you think is the most important thing for filmmakers to have? 
I don't, I don't know if we are like allowed. I, 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 I don't know your personal as perspective. As in, like, I what don't do you know think? We we are not like um, you know, uh, <laughs> as we are not. I don't think we are like the. We have we're in any place to give. Ad- mm. I don't. Yeah, I don't think we're in any place to like give ad- <laughs> like advice to filmmakers because we are. Yeah, but I don't know if you can call us. Yeah, I don't filmmakers. even know. Storytellers. What yeah. do you think is the most important for storytellers? Mm. Yeah. I'm just really amused at Ben's reaction to every question that I ever Should I have let him I think it's a difficult question, actually. Like oh. What 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 do you what Jerry, what do you look out for when you like watch our content? Like what's <laughs> the thing that you're like? Oh like when yes. you guys share me your ideas, is it? Yeah. Oh uh I think just gotta keep it real. Yeah. I think like Oh man, I sound so lame right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was when he said that. I was like, like, oh man, I was like, like wow. Yeah, uh, a little disappointed. You had a disappointment. Okay, guys, you guys push the question to me. That's <laughs> <laughs> why I have the least time to think about it. And also, I'm not a storyteller, so I just tell you whether the story is uh, on brand or not. <laughs> wow. Um. Yeah. Oh, I'm trying to find a way to phrase keep it real, but I think yeah, lor. I think you, we have to be steeped in reality to a certain level. Uh, and I guess, like, stay grounded. I think... Okay, okay, I got it. Uh, to me, uh, the filmmaking approach has to always support and do justice to the story, not the other way around. I think that's sort of uh, that's sort of something that I hold on to. And, and I mean, we've sort of spoken about it before, but I think, yeah, that's, that's for me. I don't think, like, Ben and I have any, like, big values to, like, say but I think what we always try to do is like number one is, is to have fun mm. <laughs> yeah that's that's something that we always talk about and that's the first thing second thing is um, about pushing yourself yeah literally like in terms of the production value or in terms of the um, the story that you want to tell is it something that you've told a billion times before or is it something that you know you have no idea about and you want to learn about yeah on, on the note of pushing yourself, I always say, if you're not stressed, it means you're not pushing yourself. Yeah. I read an article you said healthy <sighs> stress. Oh, it's yeah, la. Oh, no, she read that one. That oh. one was like... <laughs> 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 I, I have to do my research. <laughs> Would you like to... Uh, Expound on that? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so because I feel like um, it's very easy to be comfortable and to do stuff that is safe. <laughs> Pun intended. So, so it's, it's very easy to just stay in your comfort zone and not really step out of the box and try to... Uh, push yourself and also push I would say I won't say the industry but push uh, the people around you mm. and the creators around you and to do stuff that you're not used to yeah I think that's an important part for me at least mm. yeah so on a personal level how do you guys stay current stay inspired mm. or stay excited about life in general about life uh? <laughs> anything huh. your craft your life your mm. Yeah, I think especially when when um circuit breaker happened, I don't know about them, but like I, I fell into like this like funk, mm. like I just like couldn't, didn't know what to talk about, didn't know like like it was a whole question of like is it even worth doing anymore? Because you know there's so many other things to think to think about besides uh making films or making art, you know. So that was like a huge thing I personally went through. Um, but I think what got me out of it was when um we started telling stories that made me. Um, help help me kind of like figure out my own perspectives on things as well. So like when I couldn't answer these questions, these huge questions I had about the world, and I started answering them through like the works that I was doing. I think that was when I started getting out of that funk, lah. Mm. Yeah. 
Hmm. I guess that <laughs> sums up for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I think for me, uh, I guess it's what helps me uh, is to remember who I was or who I still am uh, outside of mm. outside of NSFTV. Mm. Yeah, and I think that um, that helps, lah. Yeah, I think like personally, like you know, I feel a lot for. Like young people, that's why I I, I like I used to uh, work at the, the youth development organization that I told you guys about. Uh, you know, I also love music. You know, things like that. Things that are not necessarily related to film, not necessarily related to telling stories. Mm. You know, I feel like that helps me because then it keeps me connected to issues out out there. Keeps me connected to stories out there as well. And then and for some reason it always overlaps lah. Yeah, in terms of the content that we put out and things like that. But I think, yeah, just because I mean when we get too deep into like. Oh no! What do we have to push out next? What do we have to talk about next? You know, then it mm. it creates this, uh, I guess, this vicious cycle of, like, just always trying to spot trends. You know, social listening, things like that, which uh, doesn't always help, like, I guess. You know, I think it has to come from like a yeah, exactly. Yeah, it has to it has to come from I guess, uh, place where we uh, I am personally invested in. Yeah, mm. Mm. both of you have very. Uh, Noble answers Actually my own quite simple Just mm. watch a lot of videos And watch a lot of Things Use Instagram mm. yeah, Look at ben, stuff Ben's the yeah. best person To ask for like Reference videos Yeah Just just keep watching And I, I think It's important also Because um, What you're saying about uh, Locally and stuff I I realised a lot of My inspiration also comes from People locally And mm. like Like I don't want to shout out But basically Uh Basically, just yesterday only, I just found out about this. Uh, I can't remember his name, but basically, this guy who has who does very artsy stuff and like three D model kind of stuff, and wow, I fell in love. Machine? Yeah. No, mm. not really. Sorry, I can't remember. Sorry, wrong shout out. Feel bad, but yeah. So I I feel like actually there's a lot a lot a lot of talent in Singapore, and it's very untapped talent that actually there are a lot of people like us who mm. want to do stuff that is very different and are capable and actually doing already doing stuff that's very different mm. so it's important to to look out for these people and like look out what they they have to offer yeah mm. actually that's very true because I think there's a general myth that mm. talent exists outside of Singapore and I think people just don't spend as much time looking within so which is nice like, for you guys to collaborate with different filmmakers and not just sort of keep it within your own universe in that sense so it's a nice platform yeah I forgot what my next question was. <laughs> That's alright. <laughs> no, because I was actually gonna ask, um, how important do you think it is to to also expose yourself to things outside of your domain? You know, because I think a lot of creatives get very steeped into their own craft. Right? Like if you're into visual arts, all you consume is visual arts. If you're into fashion, all you think about every day is fashion. Like, how important is it to to really expand your worldview in that sense? Yeah, I'm a huge like. Uh, what's that supporter for for what you just said? Like I think it's so important to, uh, um, not just ec- not just um explore the one craft that you're doing, but mm. to try and experiment or uh, try and like be a part of my uh, oh, my English. Okay, <laughs> I say again. Okay, okay, yes, like what you said, I'm a very big supporter of it because I think it's very important to not just do um to practice one craft, but to find to let yourself immerse in other different forms as well. And that's actually a lot where our inspiration comes from as well. So like I said, I was a theater, I'm a theater maker. Ben and and Jerry huh, are musicians, so we get inspiration from all these different formats. So that's really kind of yeah, that's really important. I think, yeah. Mm. What's next for NSFTV and for yourself? <laughs> Ben's new series. 
coming up next. <laughs> uh, mm. After this, uh, we actually have a... Yeah, this is coming in November, so we are good with that. Uh, yeah. yeah, so actually in uh, the... We are, we are planning a, a new original series coming up uh, soon. Uh, towards the end of the year, hopefully. Mm. Uh, where we sort of... Um, I guess uh, it's sort of like a... Wow, I'm trying to find a word for it. Uh, like a like a summary of a tie-up of all uh, some of the past original series that we've done uh, yeah, where we feature different characters that are overlapping and things like that yeah a bit like the Marvel Cinematic <laughs> Universe but without without uh. e- without uh, without the effects and stuff right. yeah and I think that's something that we're really excited about um, to push out and I think that uh, just to continue on that um, that, that, that thread in the direction of um, telling stories that are relatable um, use, surfacing these um, uh, relevant issues through these stories so. and mm. I think that's sort of like a nice tie-in la, with everything that we've done so far mm. yeah. sounds exciting do you guys have any last words to share any words of okay you don't like you guys don't like words of wisdom so anything <laughs> anything you've seen interesting like recently that left an impression or whatever a song that you've been listening to Plain Sunset <laughs> Um, a plate of chicken rice that you ate that was really yummy. <laughs> anything, <laughs> anything. Like something that, like, uh, I don't know, very boring All people. Stuff, yeah. <laughs> We're super boring people. Oh. <laughs> uh, okay, it's okay. Okay, if you guys invited to a potluck dinner, because it's called the potluck club, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> what would you bring? We actually have like Christmas potlucks. Okay. Yeah, company gets <laughs> so we all got to bring stuff. Ben, ben brought something really horrible the last Christmas potluck. It was so awful. He brought like, you brought like freaking like cold storage cheese. <laughs> that was, he literally, he literally went no, down. Wait, wait, not, not the craft cheese. The, like the, 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 the cheese. People brought like the mashed atas, potato like the from the counter. No, the atas one. The yeah, atas from, one. from that, that oh, refrigerator. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, it was like literally like, yeah. we're going to have like the potluck. He just ran down uh. to cold storage to buy, you know. And like, mm. we make mashed potato all that. He just go and buy cheese. You make mashed potato? Man. I didn't. I made pasta. My mother did lah, but... <laughs> you heard that? You heard that? Everybody heard that, right? It's not, it's yeah. not hers. It's her mother's. I, I am also the guy who would run downstairs and, and buy something. But I would put a bit more effort to it. So I think last year's potluck, I brought like green curry from like... The Thai restaurant across the road. Uh, so at least I crossed uh, the road. I think Ben just went downstairs to cool storage. Okay. Yeah. So we're all horrible. Okay, I'm not inviting baller. you guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 okay. yeah, I think that's that's it for, for, for us with NSF TV. Thank you guys for joining me, Hoya, Ben and Jerry. It's been a very fun conversation. So if you guys are listening to this, this will be available on Spotify and Mixcloud. So thank you for supporting SGCR. Bye. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. See ya.